Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Micah McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald. And the Raiders went out and got themselves a W. Look at that. The Raiders jumped from second overall pick in the NFL draft to the number four overall pick in the NFL draft. So what are we really excited about? Um, just kidding. Got a lot to talk about. Got some good old Thanksgiving bets to talk about. Seahawks Raiders to talk about. But first... Before we get into all that, Andrew, how are you feeling on this Victory Tuesday? Yeah, it, it feels um, feels good, man. It feels good to win, but I mean, does it, right? Like, does it feel good to win? Like, I, I'm not a fan of tanking, certainly, um, but I'm also one of those guys where I'm like, man, our season's already kind of down the pipe right now. Would we just rather lose and just have that draft pick? But no, the answer is no, we would not. Um, so. It, it, it actually does feel good to win, and it was a interesting feeling. We didn't watch the game together, by the way, but as you know, but most most don't that aren't listening to this. If they did, that'd be weird. But I'm in, in, interested to see um, kind of what your takeaway from the game was. But yeah, it, it, it was just a, it was a fascinating game, and I'm just here. It's Tuesday. I'm like, well, it's Thanksgiving week. Let me just enjoy the vibes of a Raiders victory and going into, hey, we can make a run here, right? Let's just see what we got. But yeah, things are good. I'm happy that we won, I guess. How are you feeling? What were your thoughts on the game? I guess let's let's go to that. Well, you know, I'm I'm kind of feeling the same way because to be honest with you, I just I didn't want to lose to the Broncos. Not that I want to really lose to anybody, but sweeping the Broncos for the third year in a row, just perfectly fine with that. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting because most of the game I'm like you got to be kidding me. We're barely squeaking by and like staying with the Broncos right now, which is almost as sad as not blowing out the Colts uh, the week before and then actually losing to them. But I was waiting for Josh Jacobs to like blow the fuck up. Um, he did good, but he didn't quite have a uh, Josh Jacobs versus the Broncos game. It's funny because I was, so I'll give you my kind of setup that I had. Bonnie had some like shopping and stuff she needed to do down in Chico, right? And so, of course, she wanted me to go with her. Um, but she's like, how about we go and because we had to go to Costco, do some warranty stuff on some stupid things. Not going to get into it. But she's like, how about I drop you off at Commons and then you can watch the game, have some beer. I'll go run and do the other stuff. I'm like, perfect. But what that entailed was me watching the game and just firing off tweets as I'm drinking beer <laughs> about what's going on. Um, in the game. So I'm just going to, my thoughts on the game, this is what I'm going to tell you based off of what I was tweeting. All right. First tweet I had frustrated. I said, Alex Singleton is a whole ass vibe for the Broncos defense. And I hate it. Um, that was number 49. One of their linebackers. He just was doing everything. <laughs> yeah. I meant to ask you about that, but go on. <laughs> he was, it, it was, uh, it was right after he I, he did like a little stunt blitz, and I think he either got a sack or blew something out in the backfield, and he was just fucking like shoulders wagging, just like pumped. He's got just like the lettuce flowing out the back of the helmet, and I was like, man, this guy is just, he's on one right now. He's flying around. He's everywhere for them, and I just, I wasn't enjoying it because it was just like, this is, this is getting ready to kind of spiral out of control, right? Then Sting started getting worse. Uh, Carlson. Missed field goal, ruined his streak. He was getting real close to the NFL record um, about, I think, just what, just consecutive field goals made, right? Something along those lines. 
So I tweeted out, Carlson missing a field goal. Now we know they're tanking on purpose. Just making a little joke. But I would nonetheless, it was just one of those things where we we turned over on downs. I think they went and scored a touchdown. And then maybe we're turned over on downs again, got a stop, and then got a and then missed a field goal. And it just felt like things were just I think I texted you and Dan right after that happened. And I just said, This may be premature, but things are spiraling out of control right now. Yeah, I believe it was like six minutes into the game. Um, <laughs> yeah, the premature was was accurate, right? From from your yeah. stance, but look, I just the beers are flowing, right? The beers are flowing, and I was getting emotional. These are all the things that you scream at your television in the confines of your home. So what I had to do because I was in public was just tweet them out or text them to you guys, and that was the way that I was releasing these emotions. <laughs> so after that, um, they had a situation. There was a play when. Um, Devonte Adams was going running going over the middle and he just broke wide open and Carr just kind of threw this like floater to him it was kind of a little bit of a floater but Adams kind of just like jumped up for it and it was a little behind him and he caught it and then stumbled over he was like going to the house if it just catches that in stride or at least 20 30 yard gain getting us inside the red zone so I tweeted out then the time and place in which Carr floats the ball might be his most frustrating quality and you know, I just felt it in that moment, and I'm like, I got to fire this thing off. I'm like two IPAs deep. Um, I got to fire this tweet off because it was just so frustrating, and I feel like we go through that so many times where you're like, why are you floating this ball right now when, like, if he zips it into him, just puts it on his chest, you know, we might be talking about a three-touchdown day for Adams, right? Um, and then my final little touch on everything was that Logan Webb, what, Logan Webb, not Logan Webb, that's a pitcher for the Giants. Sam, Sam Webb. Sam Webb. Um, which the pitcher for the Giants very well could be named Sam Webb as well. Yep, looks like a Sam. He was just not having a great day. He was just kind of like, he was getting torched. He was getting juked out of his socks. So I just tweeted out, love Webb, but he's struggling today. Yeah, I, I would say that those just all kind of gave you a little encompass of, of my feelings of the game. Obviously, I was happy they won because we beat the Broncos and we swept them for the last three years. One of those things where, you know, where are we really at after jumping up a couple spots in the draft? Still sitting at four and seven, never great. But yeah, that was a little timeline of me on Sunday and uh, my feelings. Well, yeah, I appreciate that. I actually didn't see all those tweets, so I'm glad you're able to explain them. But I, I went through similar emotions, um, maybe not the same specifically about in his whole ass vibe or whatever um, you had described with the Broncos player. But um, yeah, I, I think that it was interesting because we, I think we had three drives in the first half where we got across 50 yard line, we were driving and then it was like holding unsportsmanlike conduct. It's fourth and 25. We have to punt. Like that was basically consecutive drives. And I'm like, we could have had points for sure, you know, in this, in this first half. And then, it was just a weird – it was kind of a weird game. Because, and I think it's always a weird game with the Broncos. It, the fact that it was 16-16 to 16 and we were going to overtime, like, was the least surprising thing um, that I had seen. I think the defense definitely stepped up. Max Crosby obviously showed his presence in those last two segments of – in the first half of stripping the ball and then leading to a field goal that he ended up blocking, which was pretty awesome. Um, just the whole – the whole thing that, like, he just never stops playing. And I think that was just so cool to see. And, and like, he was just like, we have to be 
three and seven, by the way, is the number. Um, so we've got to get this win. we got to keep rolling. Josh Jacobs kept rolling. I think that was great. And then Carr ended up throwing for over 300 yards. Devontae Adams torched everyone. And, like, I think we finally found a team that we could play every day and just be like, you're going to out-Raiders us. And that's Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. You could throw Drew Locke out there. That's fine. You know, it's like they, they just – honestly, there were so many dumb things that they did where it was – I think it was late in the fourth quarter and – they should have ran the ball to run the clock down. And instead they snapped it before the two minute warning and then threw an incomplete pass. He just like threw it off the ground for no reason. And then it was like, okay, cool. We, we can get the ball back. Cause they were going to kick a field goal, right. To go up three. And then we ended up driving, but there was just so many dumb things that we did that they were like, no, we got this. Um, so I think the Broncos are the right team for us ultimately, but it was good to see a win. Um, good to see that we actually we won the coin toss and then we're like, we're just gonna take a shot. That something about the way that Derek Carr threw that ball, like like the trajectory of his arm, and it, it just seemed like it was such a weenie thing. Like he, he like stepped in the pocket and like somewhat Philip Rivers, I'm not gonna say Philip Rivers, but somewhat like that, just he's just like, I'm just gonna put it out there to Devontae Adams. Um, but if you watch the route, you're like, Okay, that was pretty nasty what he put on Sertan there. So um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a good win. Like, we can – not much to say about the Broncos Raiders 105 week what, – what week are we in? Week 10? 11. 11, yeah, week 11, 11 game. But um, we had a bye already. That's right. So we'll take the dub, 3-7, and seven, and, um, yeah, it was one of those things where I'm like, if we lost, I'm already used to pain, um, but here we are. So I, I didn't fire off that many tweets, so not – can't relate as much, but I, I'm really happy that you did. So, yeah, I just, you know, like I said, I, I had to find a way to get my frustrations out and I wasn't going to scream at the TV in public like I usually do at home. Um, so yeah, Twitter, you get my thoughts, Twitter. So, um, there was a little video that circulated after the game of, um, Devonte Adams sitting there and he was just screaming, he ain't ready yet. He ain't ready yet. Talking about Patrick Sertan about because there was a lot about how Sertan kind of shut him down a little bit last time they played. Um, I don't remember exactly what he had stat wise, um, but I know for at least a lot of the game, um, Sertan was doing pretty well at, at covering Adams. It's funny because Adams is very much a like straightforward, like pros pro, but like seeing him just like. I don't know, just like yelling and just cocky, just being like, he ain't ready yet. Like, and just sitting there waving bye bye. Like, it's kind of cool seeing that out of him because He's you don't expect that from him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I talk shit with the way he plays. So, exactly. But no, good dub. Raiders take the Broncos 22 to 16, beat them in overtime. Um, and then I guess we got to talk about the Seahawks game that's coming up. So, we are going into what do you say, week 12 now? It was week yes. 11 before. Okay, week 12, heading into Seattle. The Las Vegas Raiders are on the road. The Seahawks are favored by three and a half points. Over under is 47 and a half. Um, what we'd like to do is just get our just our thoughts out on this game, just a little preview, um, and then we'll get into some Thanksgiving betting, which is why we're doing this on Tuesday, not because we don't want to record a podcast later in the week. It's because we want to get you guys some early and often content. Um, so Seahawks favored by three and a half Raiders are on the road. Micah, what are your thoughts going into this big time game? 12th man. They got 12 of them. They it's, do. it's different. It's different than a, a sixth man. 
Okay. You can't do that all the time. Um, yeah, uh, I think that this is, you know, there's always there's always those games um, on just the NFL schedule and, you know, your own schedule that you look at that you're like, the beginning of this year, this game looked completely different. As we talked about many a times, um, this was kind of the uh, back end of our easy stretch of our uh, schedule. Um, and it no longer is that, not only because we're sitting at three at seven, but um, also the Seahawks are on a tear. You know, uh, Geno Smith has been not playing like Geno Smith, which is kind of crazy. But nonetheless, um, I think we might luck out. We might be due for that patented Geno Smith game. Now, last time we went and saw the Raiders in a Geno Geno Smith played game, they were playing the Jets. And Khalil Mack, I think, broke about 12 bones in Geno Smith's back, um, and it was pretty awesome to see. So I'm hoping Max Crosby get that type of uh, pressure on him this week. But it's going to be very interesting. The Seahawks secondary is pretty dang good. So... It'll be interesting to see where things are at with uh, if Adams can kind of come off another good game. Mac Hollins kind of get involved uh, in things a little bit more. Foster Moreau, maybe. Um, you know, we've seen him try. You know, them try to kind of feed him and get him involved. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say except for the fact that we just gotta go out there and I hope Gino just becomes Gino all of a sudden. I hope he just he's not writing back anybody yet. Let's make him write back. All right, let's make them right back this game. I'm going to call a patented, like, Gino. This is where Gino falls falls back into his old Gino style. So Gino has been has done well so far at having to go out there and beat teams. But I just can't, I mean, saying the words Gino Smith scares me. That doesn't seem like that should be something that, like, yes. correlates together. So even with how well he's played this year so far, it's like I can't, I don't want to say that. But at the same time, our secondary has been pretty trash. Um, so I feel like Sam Ellinger probably might have had a decent shot at doing as well as Matt Davis. Matt Davis. Matt Davis. Shout out Matt Davis. Matt Ryan did. <laughs> but, yeah, I think we just need to kind of keep keep Josh Jacobs rolling. Um, it seemed as if, like, being able to lean on him really opened things up a lot against uh, just for us in general this year. Um, so I think with how well their secondary is, we can kind of get the run going just to set up uh, ideal passes and just kind of get Adams open where we can get them because we're still missing Renfro, still missing Waller. We might be, I don't, are we getting Hobbs back for this game? Is he back yet? Just be clear. This is close. Yeah. I think this is the first week that he's eligible to be back. And I think there's positive indicators that he can be, but I'm not exactly sure. It's Tuesday. So we won't get it until Thursday. I'd imagine. Yeah, so getting him back um, going against um, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett would be fantastic. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be – it's really going to come down to secondary play on both sides of the ball. So, you know, how well we can get our receivers open and whether we can fucking cover these guys because they got some pretty good wide receivers out there. Um, And even though Geno Smith's Geno Smith, he's been able to get them the ball and make stuff out of nothing. So. I don't expect us to go out there and win. We'll get to predictions after. I didn't say a whole lot, but no, it's it, and it's fair because I I I'm also to wondering why this team we are certainly afraid of um, because 
it's led by Geno Smith and um, Kenneth Walker and DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Like it's like, this is a team that we should be, you know, they don't have Russell Wilson anymore. And it's like the Russell Wilson team we've already beaten twice. But yeah, it's definitely a team that they're, they're just a lot better than they were supposed to. And what they were supposed to be is like a, three and 14, four and 13 team that was like picking first overall and they're not. So they play teams tough. I think they have a good defense, like you mentioned. Um, and I think stopping Kenneth rock, Kenneth Walker is going to be important. Um, and then the matchups with DK um, on the outside is, is going to be huge. So having Nate Hobbs back will be big. Um, and then you look at Lockett, he always just causes problems inside the slot as well. So I think their offense is going to, could give us problems. Um, I, I think that, it's not an outstanding offensive line that I think, you know, Max Crosby can definitely take advantage of. But ultimately, I think, um, you know, you saw that in Germany, I was going to say London, um, but the Buccaneers were actually able to run the ball in them a good amount. I think we can stay to that kind of consistent theme of, of like, let's establish a run, let's work off play action. And regardless how good their secondary is, I don't think anyone can stop Devontae Adams. And if you heard Nathaniel Hackett coming off of, halftime when when they have those interviews where yeah I caught coach on the way back from halftime and it's like hey coach how can you stop Devontae Adams he's like no one can I'm like yeah for sure because no one can actually stop him so I don't think they're gonna have an answer for that I think we actually match up well against them um, but it's gonna be one of those things where Gino might not Gino but their offense might be well balanced enough to where they can keep us on the field a lot extend those third downs to first downs and then um, be able to attack our, our secondary that's not exactly Depar, but I think having Nate Hobbs back will be huge. Um, and I guess now it is time to get into predictions. So, Micah, we have the Raiders on the road in Seattle. Three and a half point dogs. How do you see this game going? Yeah, I mean that's tough. Look, I do think we can go out here and win. I I sit here and realistically. Until we like probably end up playing the Chiefs, I talk myself into a win every single time because I just believe in this team, even though they've given me every reason not to. But I think that we are going to go out here and get a W. And the main reason being is because, as we've talked about, with you know, you don't want to root against some L's, but the Raiders just picking up wins when they shouldn't that's what they do to work themselves back into the middle of the pack when it comes to the draft and everything. So I think this is a game we got here. We get a W. I think we're going to put up some points. I think we're going to win 28 to 24. Love it. Yeah. I actually think we have, um, I think we have a lot of momentum, even though it doesn't make sense, but I think this team is, has realized that they can win games. Um, they, they obviously are not proud of the games that they dropped where they should have won, but, um, Going on the road, I don't think they're going to be afraid to take on this team that has outkicked their coverage a little bit as far as their projected performance and a team that we do match up well against. And so I'm going to take the Raiders 27-20 to 20 over the Seahawks. I think it, it might be a little rainy, but I think it does um, bode well in our favor with the Josh Adams attack in the run game. Um, and I think we can work well off the play action, hitting Devontae Adams, hitting Foster Moreau, getting those guys involved. Mac Holmes, come on, baby. We need you. 27-20 Raiders. We're going to stay optimistic, okay? You usually, I'm just going to back you on that. Yeah. Well, the Raiders, uh, as of uh, going into last week's game, the Raiders have a 96% chance to make the playoffs if they went out. So just saying, keep that in the back of your mind. Think about that. Great. Well, there is our recap and our preview.
recap of the Bronco Broncos game preview of the Raiders at the Seahawks this coming Sunday. Um, and we are going to get into our Thanksgiving bet segment, which is a special because it's a holiday week. And then before we do that, Micah, can you t- please tell the people who this episode is brought to all of us by? Absolutely. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. If we were living in Las Vegas, which would make this all more fantastic, it would be my go-to when it comes to betting the NFL this holiday season. We're about to get into some some fantastic games, some fantastic bets we got going for Thanksgiving. Andy's got a hell of a segment uh, ready to rock for us. But right now, New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All righty, and we are back. So to close out this episode, we're going to give you the RTP Thanksgiving bet extraordinaire that's what we're going to call it for now but obviously recording this on a tuesday this pod will get out to you guys on a wednesday um so we would like to give you a little bit of gambling help going into thursday so the three segments and we're going to change it up a little bit right so we're going to pick one winner just one money line outright winner um, that you need to take we're going to take one underdog to cover we're also going to take an over-under from one of the games, spoiler alert, it might be an over. So first game, actually, let me give you all the games real quick. First, we have to start out, the Lions are taking on the Buffalo Bills in the morning. And then we got the Dallas Cowboys against the New York Jets. Late game is going to be the Patriots going to Minnesota for that game at night, 520. So you're going to have a good stack for your Thanksgiving Thanksgiving menu, right? So you're going to have your menu, you're going to do your appetizer, you're going to do your Thanksgiving dinner, you're going to have games all the way in between, right? So what we're going to give you is a winner. We're going to give you an underdog to cover and over under for the game. So let's get it started. And this was tough. Micah put me against the ropes a little bit, but here we go. My first winner is Dallas over the New York Giants, okay? The Giants, their record might look good. They're not that good. They lost to the Lions, who are playing earlier, like I mentioned, against the Bills. I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to take that game. They're going to beat the Giants. They just boat raced the Minnesota Vikings as well. You take the Dallas Cowboys over the Giants. Don't even worry about it. I would hammer the um, the actual spread on that, but all we're doing is taking the winners here. So take the Cowboys over the Giants. Um, second one, underdog to cover. This was hard, but... Ugh. Can you believe it? I understand that the Buffalo Bills had to play the Browns in Detroit. So it's basically like a home game for the Bills because it's the second time they're coming back to this game. Take the 
Lions to cover plus nine and a half. It doesn't feel right. Okay. It doesn't feel right. Just so you guys know, but here's what's going to happen is they're going to stay competitive. Josh Allen's going to take over probably right around the third quarter. And then the lions are going to keep fighting. They're going to keep fighting kneecaps. They're going to come back. It's going to be like a 14, 15 point game. You're going to get a touchdown. They're going to cover the spread plus nine and a half. Take those lions. Come on, son. Don't feel super confident, but come on, son. Had to take one of the three. Come on, son. Okay. Um, and then the other game, Patriots, Vikings, over. Give me the over on the 42 and a half on this one. So Patriots are heading to Minnesota. Minnesota only scored three points last week. The Patriots, outside of the Bears game in their last five games, shut out, shut out, three points, three points. Okay. Doesn't seem like a game you should take the over on. That's exactly why you do it. That's exactly why you do it. 42 and a half. Come on, son. Okay. The Patriots are going to feature a lot of Ramondre Stevenson. Give me a little Damian Harris. Not too much because I have Stevenson on my fantasy football team. Okay. Give me some of that. Give me some Justin Jefferson because I have him on football team too. Fantasy football. Come on. Give me some of that. Right. Give me some points. I think it's going to be fine. They're also in a dome, which means it's going to be fast. All we're talking about is 23 to 20. That's it. Okay. Give me some field goals. Give me some points. Over 42 and a half for the Patriots Vikings. So let's recap. We have the Cowboys over the Giants. We got the Lions covering the plus nine and a half. And then we also have the over on the Patriots Vikings at 42 and a half. Put it on the books. Yes. Micah, thoughts? Oh, man, I love it. That's what, exactly what I was hoping for with this as I threw it on you very last second. So I appreciate you rolling with with those punches there. But um, yeah, I love it. I love all of your justifications for that because this is a group decision. It's Andy's making the picks, but this is, he's picking for the squad. So yeah, I'm excited to see how these things pan out. Uh, We will be doing Thanksgiving together. So we will be able to follow along, um, see how these games go, but I'm excited. I'm excited to have a little uh, metaphorical, stank in the day for thanksgiving i love it too i mean it's going to be wonky but it's going to be a a great slate of games so take our advice or do not pay the price either way um but it will be a fun thanksgiving day so go raiders took that dub in mile high go take on the seahawks 12th man they don't got nothing all right take care of business let's get another dub let's get to four and seven Michael was speaking it to existence when he said we were four and seven, but we will be four and seven. That's what he was actually talking about. And let's take care of business. Hammer the Cowboys, the Lions, plus nine and a half, and the over-under of 42 and a half. Vikings, Patriots, let's go, baby. Raider Nation, love you guys. Stand up. Sit down when you eat. Stand up so you don't fall asleep, and you can watch all three of those games during Thanksgiving. Love you guys. As always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Go check out the Ready to Take Podcast YouTube. And let's go out there. Let's get this dub. Don't be a tryptophan this weekend. Be a super fan. Don't go wow. sleeping. Don't go sleeping on the Raiders and being a tryptophan. Be a Raider fan this Sunday. Amazing. Kind of talking to yourself on that one. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm big yelling into a mirror. Big 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 <laughs> yelling into a mirror right now with that one because I am man, I'm the worst. No, you and naps are the best, actually. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> they uh they get me nine times out of nine for sure. 
So um, anyways, we hope you guys enjoyed um, the episode and we will see y'all next week. Peace.